another week yes sir it is the quincy jones show i that am your is. host the quincy jones show That's guy mm-hmm. is that me yes you i got the hat on i guess if y'all could see it's him <laughs> it's 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 one of them <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course i got the best damn co-host in the business and the world's course. greatest tag team partner in the planet <laughs> it's your boy doc lesnar the only hip-hop hybrid in existence in the world of hip-hop and I like. I thought I was, you were gonna add like, like more syllables because you had like three ends on the planet and the net. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Re- 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 wrestling. <laughs> I was challenging my inner gold dust. I I, I was going uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, but hey, that, that's that, actually that's, more. Mm, that's that's pretty good. It's funny because I like no, yours we're, we're, better, but I, I like yours. <laughs> I, I, you know, but but we was, back. We back. You know, we had a. Uh, Obviously, you know, some uh, some wrestling that happened or else we wouldn't be here talking about yeah. it. But uh, first, we got a little bit of quick, 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 quick news. Um, and this is a whole lot of nothing, but it was a slow week, which, to be honest, as a wrestling fan, when it comes to headlines, yeah, that's how I like my headlines. And I honestly, especially after how crowded last week was, oh, with Tuesday man. Night War Gosh. stuff or whatever, people are dubbing it or the head-to-head and then all the other stuff that was piling on and you know, who's in charge of creative? And is CM Punk going to return? And all this other jazz in between. But, yeah, what you got for us this week, my dude? Well, you're talking about people returning. Um, this is just kind of off the cuff. This is a WWF a little little tidbit here. Um, you know, obviously there was that picture that went around last week. You were talking about the Tuesday night, quote-unquote, war where we had Edge. And then you had Brian Danielson and Soraya as well taking a picture together. They were talking about, you know, Did how they're – say Daniel Bryanson? Um, I probably said, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I said that da- almost sounded right, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was talking to Daniel Bryanson, and um, <laughs> that's someone's real name out yeah, there. Yeah, that is saying, someone's that real is someone's name. Real name. Out. I love that for yeah, somebody. Brian. I don't know why that's so funny. Brown cow, mom. Um, I am the dyslexic dragon. <laughs> no, nah, um, but no. Nah, Speaking about people, you know, obviously those three that I named miraculous comebacks and returns to wrestling, despite being told they, you know, would never be able to come back. Yeah, and, and all I think with significant neck injuries, neck too, yeah. back, like yeah, yeah. and I mean uh, because of that, one of the uh, athletes out there that's you know more known to have this injury that hasn't been able to have that opportunity to come back that a lot of fans have been asking about um, has been uh, T.J. Wilson, aka uh, Tyson Kidd. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, Natalia, who I've sh- I'm, I'm sure she fills a lot of these questions. You know, uh, probably in the daily. Well, she's not there strapping with her sister, yeah. Hey, man. You know, I heard. I didn't say I was mad I, at it. Yeah, I ain't. I, I, <laughs> go, sure. girl. You the she, boat. <laughs> you, you a fan of the show? <laughs> uh, but no, Natalia actually, she revealed that unlike uh, the other stars that we did talk about who did manage to have, you know, this miraculous return to, with the severity and vulnerability of uh, Wilson's injury. She said, unfortunately, that kind of makes it uh, a return impossible. She explained, quote, he can't do anything that would require require him to take a bump. He can show little techniques. He's just so gifted. He's so good in training others, but he just can't bump. 
that's the thing. When you have an injury like what TJ had, where it's a C1 injury, and not everyone's familiar with what a C1 injury is, but where TJ broke his neck, it was at the base of his brain. Yeah. So it's like where the brain and the spinal cord meet. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically, I'm not already kind of, you know, I mean, and she, she just says it's a very, very vulnerable area. The actual medical term for the injury is called the hangman fracture. Uh, yeah, so when people say, oh, TJ, we want to see you get back in the ring and, you know, they see that he's, you know, very healthy and he's in shape and stuff like that. Um, she just says, you know, again, because he had the C1 injury with the C1, C2 fusion, he can't take a bump. So just has to be really careful. Can't can't come back to wrestling, unfortunately, man. Well, the kind of spin move off of that, I forgot I did want to bring this to the show, is finally a somewhat positive update on Big E, another person who has suffered a pretty bad uh, neck oh, injury. Yeah. I know Kofi Kingston recently talked to the Toronto Sun, and he said, I'm so happy that he's doing well physically and mentally because I can only imagine with an injury like that as severe as the one that he suffered to his neck. He fractured a C1, as you just said, and a C6 in a couple of places, but and to not have surgery, there was no misalignment. He really is almost back to 100% feeling wise. He's able to live everyday or everyday life, and he's able to lift weights, which is a big part of his life as well. It could have been a lot worse. I'm just happy he's able to live his life with a level of happiness and health. He can go out there and make you afraid of him, obviously with his physique and demeanor. But then he can also go out there and make you laugh, put a smile on your face, and entertain you. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, I um, damn, yeah, I forgot that he didn't have to do the surgery, man. That, that's yeah. uh, and C1 and C6. I wonder how. I think man, he, he got all that neck meat, man. And we I talk about it all the time. That. All you those, know, I was all just those thinking like, spear spots. It's like, like, well, it's even like that Brock Lesnar thing, right? Where yeah. if he had not been so top heavy like that shooting star, he would have yeah, killed yeah, himself. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that's or what a lot of people paralyzed himself well, to, to. Yeah, they they, it. They, yeah. They, they they say that for sure. He would have broke his neck mm-hmm. had it not been for the extreme wrap around of muscle mass. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, man, I mean, that's kind of you. You kind of train your body to be. Crash test dummy in a, in a yeah. sense. And actually, I watched Collision this week. Um, Pretty good, too. Yeah. Samoa Joe took on Willie Mack yeah. in a great match, great match. And he hit that running snap power slam. If you notice, yes. he came down pretty bad on the back of his head, too. Yeah. But he kept ticking. So, yeah. yeah. Excalibur was, like, trying to, like, hey, guys, you saw that. I kind of <laughs> almost heard him, right? Yeah, and they're like, let's do a replay. <laughs> You're like, it's like, hey, guys, let's not do a replay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, shout to, shout to Big E, though, man. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I will go on to some AW stuff. You know, I did bring up Edge, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Adam Copeland. And, you know, again, the quote, uh, our boy Jonathan Grisham, you know, my high ass ain't just going to call him Adam Copeland. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah. going to call him Edge, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, it seems that there has been rumors of a group being named, which I think we all knew what this was. And I even coined this couple, you know, I think a week or two ago. But, I mean, I'm sure I didn't make this up. But. Adam Copeland through Wet Yeti Inc., Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood have all applied to the trademark for the term Rated FTR on Wednesday, October 18th. And it is for intended to cover categories of hats, shirts, bandanas, shirts, mm. short sleeve shirts, sweatshirts, merch, hooded sweatshirts. I was yeah. like, why do you have to put shirts three times? Wow. This is crazy. But yeah, that was, that was just a one and done with that. It's so like shirts, specifically tees. So it's like, so we got to watch uh, FTR manhandle Nick Wayne. <laughs> Next coming weeks. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, yeah, but I mean, did, did you watch Dynamite by any chance? No, I didn't get a chance to. I, I barely. Good. Not good, but NXT like. This morning. Did, did you hear about that? The Nick Wayne sit down with his mom? I heard. I saw that that was coming up. I didn't have high expectations for it. But especially, sort of. and I'll be honest, Tony Schiavone kind of wrecked the whole. There's a reason Excalibur does the yep. the announcements. And like, even at one point, where he was like, in a few moments, we'll talk this thing. And then you see it, it says Dynamite. <laughs> You know, it's like, 
then you could tell he sees it, but never says Diamond Man goes, yeah, so he'll be there this week to talk to the fans. And it's like, oh, Tony. I, uh, it's funny because, I mean, yeah, shout out to him because he, well, he did do commentary for a Collision shit, this week, I, too. And he also had an interview with Wardlow. I saw that clip go around. Bruh. I was like, damn, bro. Okay. Yo, like, because there, there's this girl, I forgot. Her name is Minnie. I think Minnie Portable. She, she's friends with uh, Suplex. She mm. has, she's like, uh, she's, I like her account because she's one of the very few girls that, like, We'll do a stream about watching wrestling and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know you. And about. um, she was falling asleep through the stream, and then she heard uh, uh, she heard MJF's name being because she's the MJF. She loves MJF. Anything mm. MJF, she's that's her shit. She hears uh the MJF name being called because it's she fell asleep during that segment, and then you know, oh, we see MJF's name on your wristband on your wrist tape, right? Mm-hmm. And she wakes up. She's like, what? And then like, and then she wakes up right when he gets knocked on his ass, and she just. Falls out laughing. Like, I was <laughs> like, did that just happen? I, I couldn't like, tell if yeah. that was a shoot or not. It was just so like, oh, uh, damn. I, I, okay. I mean, the way that it, I was like, this kind of got even you're more a perfect. heel, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, hey, don't cheer me when I say MJF. Yeah. Boom. I mean, we, and I, I, I pointed out the wristband thing, I think, a week or two ago. Yeah, but then did. I also noticed the. Yeah. Uh, how Arn has been stricken from his presentation too. So yeah. he, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it though. He planted the Glock on Arn and sent him to. Yeah, the- <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it's that Glock Anderson. They in got that. me in here because yeah. I somehow broke my probation. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get up on him, <laughs> yeah. right in his face, and see the fear in the man's eyes. <laughs> Put his brains right there in the pavement. When you, when you feel his soul escaping his body. Yeah, for real. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. He actually, uh, he might do well, with them, especially with them Godfather sweatsuits he'd be rocking. Hey, real he talk. Yeah, he, he might, might, like, he might the be the chest hair fly on y'all bitch asses. <laughs> he, might be, he might be a pod boss right now. <laughs> hey, real talk. He's going to be a pit boss at a oh, casino or some shit. Yeah, for real. Uh, anyways, uh, last little bit here for AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about her quite a bit uh, the last couple weeks. Um. This is a un. This is a, a non-update, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's being said that Serena Deeb was seen backstage at the collision taping that we just talked about. Oh, okay. Um, it is being said that the only reason why this was significant is because um, she hasn't been seen. We talked about that. There's been yeah, I think over talk a year of almost, yeah, yeah. They said almost. They said five days away. Her last match televised, quote unquote, was AW Dark October 19th. Yeah, see, last I knew year. it was October. That's so they the were first, like, yeah. this is five days away from being all, not even there for a whole year. I'm like, that. Yeah, that's, that's significant. Yeah. So, but they said that what made it what else made it significant was the fact that. Where they were for the collision wasn't anywhere where she's from, meaning like this so wasn't she like made uh, the effort to be there backstage yeah. for some reason. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm in town, I'm gonna stop by. It's a Shout shame out to uh, Mia y- y- Yamashita, who actually, they, they, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you caught her, they, they hit her in the crowd on NXT, she was right behind uh, the commentary booth with the, with the gray Yankee hat low, really, yeah. Well, and they say it was a coincidence because she happened to be visiting Disneyland that day, but they were like. They, didn't, they definitely. I did. No, they didn't call attention. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, she makes sure she put her hat over her head. Hmm, but the fans were like, "Hey, that that's old girl." <laughs> yeah, I see. Fans are crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, and uh, last little bit of news I got here has nothing to do with AEW. Has nothing to do with WWE. It's the the other guys. NWA. Um, October twelfth during an appearance on Busted Open Radio, NWA President Billy Corian stated that the company signed two TV deals. He noted that he had been working on uh, both of them for over a year, and the announcement will be coming soon. Uh, House of Wrestling uh, reports that Corgan was referring to the CW when he referenced NWA landing a deal with a, quote, top uh, top 20 network. Uh, the report notes that the logistics are still being worked out, but two different NWA products will air on the CW, both 
NWA Power and a, quote, reality TV show about the day-to-day behind-the-scenes business of the NWA, end quote. Um, yeah, they might ask for that. I feel the same way because I feel like if <laughs> the, the YouTube numbers would express I, that. I, you know, I'm a, I kind of felt like a hater saying that. but <laughs> Nah, just, bro, because when I read that, I was like, why does everybody want a fucking reality show? Yeah. I, mean, this, I was like... Y'all don't, sometimes y'all, it's just not interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, imagine if we we put a camera in front of our face every time we had a, a, a creative meeting. Yeah, no. Or any type of like. I, I think that's what, you know, I would love to document stuff like that, but I think that's my thing is like, I couldn't, reason. I, yeah, I couldn't. it differently too. Like, yeah. if it was like once a week, I'm not mad at it, but like every day to try to get content in the can, I'd be like, bro, I'm not, I'm not going to give up all these trade secrets now. Yeah, and then it, plus with wrestling, I think sorry. the tough part is you're so you want to suspend your disbelief, one hundred percent. So when you pull back and go, "Hey, we're keeping it real," it's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. that's, this is not akin to why I came to the dance. Like, I, I, I feel that way too, and I know that social media is a big part of why it's not that way anymore. But it's also a choice mm-hmm. whether or not you want to engage in. Yeah, okay, kayfabe mode off. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. you want to keep it on. I feel like that's that's just really on you, right? Which, I'm yeah, sorry, but we, did I just we, create a cool mode for next say, year for WWE a, Can we get a... No, I was going to say just like on social media. Can That'd we get a... kind of cool, too. In all wrestling forums, communities, and chats, no and, spoilers, and social media, yeah, whether it's on threads or whatever the fuck, you, you, you put the kayfabe mode on, then you could just stay within just the I, news. I, you know, you don't need to have Trademark that. registered. I'm putting that on a fucking t-shirt. I'm <laughs> letting y'all pending? know right now. Yeah, TM yeah. pending. But uh, yeah, that's all I have for the news, man. Sounds good, man. Well... Without further ado, then I guess I'll dive right into NXT. This is somewhat of a uh, go-home week as night one of Halloween Havoc drops next week, Damn. and then we have night two. Yeah, I feel like so. they've been doing too much, man. Mm, I need to chill. You, Come well, on, You know Sean. what happens when the man comes around? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, there was some good stuff uh, on the show, I will say. But we do start with the bada-bing, bada-boom, tag team battle royal. You know what I mean? Uh, what I, I love. I wasn't mad at the name. No, nah, I wasn't either. It's just long when you look at it. You're yeah, like, it's cool. hella long. But it's or, like, or when you type it, if like you I say do. it, it's like he can tell. He, he could totally put it over. It's like B B B B B Royal. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the quintuple. B- <laughs> yeah, 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 man. But what I loved about this in the beginning of the match, you see the family are <laughs> they're flanked by goons enjoying a table side Italian dinner in the bird's nest area. Just eating spaghetti and just looking down, like you know, it, it was great, you know. Uh, and it, so uh, I'll just go to the the way that the eliminations went down because remember the rules were uh, not both participants of a team, only one member of the team would have to go I over the top. Remember you did say that. You specified with, that, yeah, yeah, with the final teams facing off in a traditional tag match. Uh, Kemp and Gulak are eliminated almost immediately by uh, Briggs and Jensen, or Kemp, which means him and Gulak are out. Tank gets eliminated by Bronco of OTM, which means him, uh, him and Tank, him and Hank are out, I should say. Jensen is eliminated by Wolfgang, so that eliminates him and Briggs. Idris and Blade are both eliminated by Holland at the same time with a double back body drop. Uh, Kofi and Wolfgang are eliminated by some double team offense from the Creeds. Uh, OTM and Brawling Oh, Brutes. sorry, you wouldn't said Kofi. I'm like Kofi or Coffee. I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. It's just you know what it is. It's when I see the no the no F-E-Y, yeah. for some reason I go fee. You know, yeah. but uh, OTM and Brawling Brutes are fighting on the apron. All four members trying to eliminate the other. And then Reggie slides in from the other side of the ring. And just runs and dives on the melee, but it ends up eliminating everybody inadvertently, and then they continue to fight on the ramp. At this point, the referees are trying to separate them while Julius eliminates Garza from the match, but then because they don't see the elimination... Uh, oh, because the refs are... Yeah, or, I'm sorry, not Garza. Or, 
Carrillo. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Carrillo. So, but Garza is like, yo, get back in, and then they eliminate Julius. So the Creeds unfairly get eliminated, which leaves it down to Chase U versus the Los Lotharios, I guess is what I'll call them. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I already know who wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I saw a graphic, and I was wondering how it got to that. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I didn't see the graphic yet, but I, I assumed OTM was going to take this, to be honest with you. Yeah, just how, just the way they're building it. Yeah, they're pedaling the metal as far as how they're pushing them. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, uh, yeah, the match comes down to Chase U and Los Lotharios. We see JC and Thea up here at ringside with pom-poms to cheer them on. Uh, you know, basically, after being isolated for most of the match, Andre finally hot tags Duke into the match, who absolutely cleans house. Chase tags back in uh, while Angel shoves Duke uh, oh, into the Oh, I forgot because st- they had to face each other at the end. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Traditional yeah. tag. Uh, Angel shoves Duke into the still steps outside, and then DDTs him on the floor before mm-hmm. uh, he slides in to try for their finish. But the Creeds run down to distract the ref, allowing Andre to get the win with a pinning her and Karana. And yeah, so they're going to be. Uh, I'm taking not going to lie. I kind of wanted to. Uh, I wanted to see what the Lothario. I've been a little interested in what they're going to be doing with this new presentation. Well, they've been so. they've been going tit for tat verbally. Oh, with, with, with the, the creeds. creeds. Okay, so that makes sense, sense to keep building that. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we get a uh, uh, Blair Davenport sort. It's like a mix of a pre-tape showing what they've been doing and like her cutting a promo. Uh, it's, a, it's a pre-tape. She says Gigi's mistaken if she thinks stealing the biggest win of her career is the end to their rivalry. She says the loss has only made her more dangerous than ever, and rather than erase it from uh, the history book she wants to derail her career then challenges her to a match of Halloween Havoc later on Gigi responds as she's backstage and she accepts the challenge by upping the ante and unveiling the make the deal you know or the spin the wheel make a deal wheel basically yeah yeah. and uh, so she spins it and it it lands on a lights out match now I don't think it's the traditional lights out match I think it's the same one Bray rest his soul and LA Knight did not too long ago. Is with- it? Because I know that they did that weird one with, what's her name? Wendy Chen. Like, it was like light talk because she's like this, you know, she likes to sleep that's and so shit. So I, I'm thing. hoping it's not. That's why I'm at, I had to double check because I was like, I remember them using it, but I don't, I definitely don't remember it being the same concept. For I, sure. I'm like looking this up right now. Jamie, you looked that up? Jamie looked it up? <laughs> Damn, you yeah, no, you're right. Good. Wendy Chu versus Tiffany Strap, but the lights were dimmed. It was like, yeah, way. it was yeah. like, hey guys, we're just going to close the blinds a little bit and take a daytime nap. <laughs> I'm trying to see if that what was that match though with uh, Bray and LA Knight. That was the Mountain Dew. Oh, I think it was the Lights Out match. That's what they call it. Sorry, Pitch Black match. Pitch Black match. It's something to do with lights, no lights. We knew there was something. Well, they had that Mountain Dew Pitch Black drink. That yeah, I was trying to remember. I was was in my head. I'm like, I don't think the drink was called Lights Out. Uh, We got Lexus King. Not yes. Brian Pillman Jr. Pre-tape vignette. Footage of Dusty, Heyman, Regal, and Austin are playing on the TV telling stories about his dad. And he says, superstars from the past would approach me and share stories about all the good times they had with my father. Telling me how much they loved him. And you know what I do? I look them right in the eyes and lie straight through my teeth and say, yeah. I love them too. Well, the reality is when you're just four years old, you don't know what love is. Hell, I never knew that, man. He spent more nights in a damn hotel room than he did in my home. You expect me to love him? I am no one's shadow. Uh, And then he turns the channel to like a Halloween Havoc ad. And he says, Halloween Havoc is the start of my career, not the continuation of someone else's. I'm going to take the first steps down my own path. I'm going to make my name bigger than his name ever was. And that name is Lexus King. So last week he kind of let people know King would be a name or part of his name and now he's kind of brand you know yeah. branded his new name so yeah it's uh it's definitely interesting the way that they're going with this yep instead of embracing it and trying to maybe they're like you're never going to be your dad so let's go a different way yeah yeah definitely you know I mean? and, and i'll be honest it's a different take because i think there's some truth to it where yeah. i think you a can lot identify of people, with it a little bit more yeah and 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 you know but it's also like but why dress like him though too that's i the, think that's, that's my the hard only part. that's yeah. my only thing is like 
the shirt, the hair. You know, I the mean, like you're little tiger. Yeah, you're, you're spitting yeah. imagery, Dad. But you, uh, I'm not like him. But I'll dress like him. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, we get an in-ring segment. This is probably the longest notes it took because uh, there's a lot of notable stuff. But Carmelo Hayes, he comes down. He talks about man, you know, being mellow is good right now. He touts being cornered by Cena, standing shoulder to shoulder with Taker last week. Says he feels like he's living life in universe mode uh, when he's interrupted by Baron Corbin. Corbin calls Mello a fanboy after seeing him hang out with Cena and Cody in Shawn Michaels' office for hours, apparently, after last week's show, and asking each one to take a pick. Says maybe if you focus more on being a superstar instead of a fan, you'd still have your title. Dijak interrupts and tells both men he plans to beat them both and take the title from Ilya Dragunov. He tells Mello, you know, your pandering and showboating is not going to help you once you stand across the ring from me later tonight and have to look into my eyes. Corbin jokes, no one can look into his eyes because he's always wearing sunglasses inside the building. <laughs> Dijak calls his remark cute before dragging him for, you know, say, I see you standing in the back crying, complaining because no one respects you or your experience. And you want people to be afraid of you. But newsflash. Uh, he says, I'm not afraid of anybody. And then he points at Mello and he goes, and you've never put my name on any jersey. Uh, Baron says. It's a t-shirt, but we get it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, he, yeah, he always, yeah. right? And he says, Baron, Baron says, if you're not afraid, then you're either, you either don't know who I am or you're just plain stupid. Mello interjects and says, it might be a mix of both before telling Dijak, I can have a jersey customized for you any day of the week. <laughs> Dijak reminds him uh, he's the man who dropped Ilya and vows to do the same to both men. There's nothing they can do about it when, of course, Ilya appears on screen and say he'll be watching their match closely and reveals that Cody Rhodes made one last booking decision during his time as GM last week by adding another man to I the I hate content- when they do that, dog. They need, yeah. they need to film these things and then play them. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, by the uh, way, we, we it was only a witness of three guys in the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right and uh so he makes the contenders match he adds someone to the uh, three the triple threat to make it a fatal four-way contenders match we hear trick williams music hits he enters the big whoop that trick chance and a mic in his hand he says it is what it is while Melo looks shocked he enters the ring and says tonight's match is now a fatal four-way let's talk about it which is really Melo's thing mm-hmm. and Melo has a notable chagrin to it dijack says let's talk about how you just stabbed your best friend in the back trick calls responds by calling him look here 12 <laughs> You know, because he's. I love it. And he tells. I him love to, it. He's like, "Why don't you stop? Are you, you with the Jakes?" Yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, "Why don't you stop sticking your crooked ass finger in everybody's business?" Man. Yeah. He I cannot was, stop breaking that. Yeah, thing. man. And uh, Corbin points out, uh, points at Trick's jeans and says, "Well, let's talk about them ugly ass pants." And William says, "I like you, man, but we both know you're the last person in this building who could call anybody ugly." Uh, <laughs> uh, Trick says, "Tonight, maybe his moment." And then he turns to Mello and says, "Look, man. Despite being in this match, this is not going to change anything between us." Us. But before Hayes can even respond, Corbin interrupts and says it changes everything. And then he accuses Trick of going to business for himself last week uh, while Mello was busy being a fan. And uh, he says not only did he do it uh, behind your back, uh, he didn't even tell you about it. And now he's in a match he doesn't deserve to be in. Mello refuses to let uh, Baron knock him off his game and steer the pot, though. And uh, he makes it clear he's willing to put anyone down to get back to the top. Dijak asks if that includes Trick, leading him and Hayes to kind of start staring at each other. But before Mello can answer, the heels ambush the faces. Uh, they fight back to back to send the heels to the floor. And you see... Trick is looking, you know, he's trash talking, and you see Mello kind of turn to him, like, while his back is turned, and he starts to take his jacket off. Mm. And then before, you know, and, and it builds a bit, and then he kind of quickly changes his mind and then puts his arm around Trick to, like, join the trash talking as the heels retreat up the ramp, you know. Later on, though, 
in the in the back. Melo accuses Trick of blindsiding him as the plan last week was, you know, you're supposed to get back your North American title. I'm supposed to get back my world title. But Trick says, no, that's what you said. That's not something we ever agreed on. And he goes, we, we, what are we speaking French now? It's just like, man, this is pretty, you know, you can tell they actually are comfortable and know each other. Just the way, yeah. come, you know, Trick notes how Cena, you know, also gave him some advice. He says he told him time is important and notes how good it felt to win gold and wants more of that feeling, which is a feeling Melo should be able to relate to as he's now in the same place Melo was last year. Trick admits he should have told Melo first and apologizes while admitting he was nervous to talk to him. But Hazel goes, you know, he kind of takes slight offense. He says, I don't know why you'd be nervous. I've always been your number one fan. Um, you know, you could have just came up to me and told me. We could have came up with a game plan because it's always been us against the world. But now we have to face each other. And you know me better than anybody. You know, I got to do what I got to do. And then Trick just kind of says, yeah, man, same energy. But no matter what happens, it'll always be Trick Mellow Gang that offers a handshake. Mellow accepts and then agrees with a smile. But as soon as Trick leaves the locker room, the smile fades. Very interesting stuff. Um we get the breakout tourney first round. This is, I'm just going to put both the matches together. Yeah, I, I heard, by the way, that uh, was Jakara. Jakara apparently is out due to injury. Yeah, they had to replace her with, I forgot her name. Brinley, Brinley. Reese. Yeah, it was, I was like, I this know is nothing. not a real name. Let me tell you, I didn't take no notes except the finish on that. No, yeah. I, I, I was yeah, like, what I, is this? Like, this is getting in the way of my main event. Now. <laughs> uh, before the match. There are a lot of names I don't recognize on here, dude. Yeah. Carmen uh, Petrovic? Yeah. I, I mean, I, t- I took a note of all these names a couple weeks ago when they first introduced did, the concept. Yeah, but yeah. I accidentally deleted all that. So I was like, who is this again? But she reminds us. She has a pre-tape. Both girls do. Uh, but it's Carmen Petrovic taking on Jada Parker. Carmen says she's bringing her third-degree black belt with her into the tournament and says her 23 years of combat experience is what sets her apart from the competition. Jada comes out and says the two things to know about her is her agility is so slick it glides and her athleticism is so smooth it slides. So all the other wannabes in the tournament better come to her correct. Don't know what that meant, but it was like, okay, I feel like you're – Lady, something, your lady I mean, trick. <laughs> it's like you, you, you have, you charisma. know, to, yeah, you have some public speaking skills, but we just got to put it together. Yeah, yeah. So the I downs, know. I don't have any ups. I got downs and spots. Mm. Downs are Carmen does this short arm tilt to whirl, tilt to whirl head scissors. So, mm. like you pull the person towards you and, and then, then you hit it. And it was innovative, but the execution was very sloppy. I was going to say, like, that's not enough room to get that running yeah. start to. to and and Jada's got a significant like size difference on her, in my opinion. Uh, She's just not just thicker. I was just thinking you know, that wasn't going to work on so. every body type for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Carmen has this somersault foot choke. And I'm talking like she sends her to the corner. And you think she kind of looks like she's going to do like the, you know, the handspring deal. But she runs and does a somersault roll. And then when she gets up, she does a foot choke. But it was just like not worth the effort, in my opinion. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, it yeah. was like, I get it. You're trying to showcase, you know, the stuff. But here are the spots I got. I'm, I'm sick of the gymnastics. That's what I'm yeah, sick of. Yeah, <laughs> telling you, bro. Yeah, I, man. Carmen showcases her black belt pedigree early with some numerous body kicks and back sweeps. Uh, Jade at one point wedges Carmen, uh, like kind of. Follow-away slam style, like the way she's picking her up, in the corner between the top and middle rope, and then she mm. runs and hits what I can only call a, a jumping earthquake splash on her midsection. Mm. She's got a little backyard, so it makes sense, you know. Um, that's me making it as PC as possible. Um, but the finish comes as Jada crawls to get back to her How feet. How many acres in that backyard? Uh, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, but as Jada crawls to get ba- back to her feet, Carmen hits uh, – it's it's the old – it's it's the old uh, Willie Ospreay, you know – Triple, you know, basically she hits the trouble in paradise to her back. But Oh, the corkscrew run home. Yeah, there you go. And then she uses her right leg 
to lock in what I can best call a sleeper, but it's like it's sort of it looks like the code of silence. I'll go to ask. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. she takes her leg instead of her bicep, and so she uses her calf and just cranks back like a sleeper. Isn't that, isn't that what the code of silence is? She used to do it where she interlaced her. I think she is she, she with her bicep. Yeah, no, 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 no. She used, uh, what's her name used to use both legs. Oh, to do it's it. just one leg. Yeah, so it was like like yeah, the one leg version, I guess, of the code of silence. But yeah, she uh, basically, like I said, wraps it around her neck, kind of like a chin lock, maybe a sleeper, cranks it back, and she does get the win and uh, moves on to the semifinals of the breakout tournament. She's gonna be facing Lola Vice, I believe. But um, yeah, just kind of spin off of that. Uh, we did have another breakout, uh, you know, match, but um, for the tournament. But it should be known. Basically, we saw Mensa and uh, Last Legend from you know the Metaphor. Still trying to get behind that name. Yeah, because like, uh, like the, when you say it, I'm like the metaphor of what? I'm like, oh, I keep forgetting that's the actual name. Yeah. It's the metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, they're backstage and they have Noam Dar on speakerphone. But basically, they revealed that Jakara is actually unable to compete in the tournament due to injury. And then curiously, Akira Tozawa shows up looking for Noam Dar and urges them to tell him, you know, that he's looking for him. So I'm guessing it's going to lead to like a Heritage Cup match or something. But uh, Ariana Grace, uh, she later on she has a match, but she cuts a promo before you know very Santino's. beauty. Queen, yeah, Santino's daughter. Santina. Yeah, there you go. The new Santina. <laughs> the new Santina. But uh, yeah, she basically cuts a uh, you know a pageant type of you know crown on head. You know. Uh, oh yeah, like people pleasing uh, type of. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. What's the, the parade wave deal, you know. And ah, so she goes okay. on about you know I know how it feels to suffer an injury in the middle of a big opportunity like a tournament. You know, I went through it last year, and she's wishing Jakara speedy recovery. Oh, she but, did, but, yeah. but right, okay, but not that. before happily accepting her bye to the semifinals. But that gets you know thrashed because uh, Jakara's replacement is Brinley Reese. Um, it's not a real I, name. It's yeah. not a real first name. I mean, I this just... is what I'll say. I didn't take any notes on this because I was kind of bothered. It was distracting because I felt like, and I've brought, brought this up before with Sol Ruka, mm. and I, Sol Ruka is a good hand, but I haven't seen her in a while. I don't know if she's you know, like injured, injured or what, but I'm just kind of tired of this, like, uh, what's the word? Like, it's... um. Kind of that quintessential, like the way that well, they kind of well, always. Well, it feels like it's like a stencil or it's like a cookie, a cookie cutter. cutter. Yeah, like, yeah. And and I say I feel like they borrowed their look from Zoe Stark. When Zoe Stark was there, mm. it's like that dirty blonde, uh, you know, look with like the the top and the and the and the t- and the shorts are like pastel colors and mostly like pastel oh, blue and yeah, yellow yeah. and pink and it like just seems like a, some sort of yeah 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 it, yeah, yeah but, but you know so ruka did that same look and you know like i said she's been out and Dude, rhea literally ripley was doing that before she was rhea ripley you're right when she was not first, rhea ripley no no no. when rhea ripley was first rhea, not the rhea ripley of now when she mm-hmm. first was rhea ripley when she was in the very first uh i think women's tournament i gotta check this out because i don't remember her wearing those kind of colors she was but. when she was like did not do the uh, – she didn't have as many tattoos. It was, like, right when she came from – I forgot where she came from. Um, what was that tournament I say, call that she was in? Was that the breakout back then? I want to say it was, but then I want to say – I want to say it was – I knew it was a woman's tournament. Oh, it was the Mae Young Classic. That's oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But she – like, her – that classic picture they show of her when, you know, she's still, like, trying to figure out who she is before yeah, she I remember she wore that. a lot of red. Maybe – I mean, I just remember she definitely was one of, like, she – her hair was lighter, you know, the the whole – like you're saying, like the whole blonde uh, motif and like here, yeah, here's your pastels, kid. <laughs> it was, yeah, I don't know if like it, there's, yeah, see these are the colors I'm talking about. 
yeah that that look yeah. you know what i mean and like it wasn't that's santana garrett's type of like yeah wardrobe. yeah you know yeah. what that, that's a good that definitely a good um uh, a good I reference right saying, there yeah. but uh yeah no i mean ariana she gets the um the uh win by i mean she gets picked up into a fireman's carrier like a simone drop position and she eye rakes brindley and then she hits this what i can only say is like an inverted sambo hip toss which is kind of like what um oh yeah not ivar yeah. but what's i always forget um, the other one. yeah eric he does like that eric, kinda yeah. like an inverted hip toss yeah right? there you go. yeah it's before he hits that knee smash but no knee smash it so was just she like hits, face first on the mat then. yeah and, okay. and it seemed like a cool move but i don't know if it's a finish Sure, you know, uh, but like she a, hit that for the wind advance in the it's tournament. Like the, it's like the K360, but instead of hitting a knee, you just make them backflip on no, the face. No, I, I would say, no, the K360 to me is basically the, like, it's like, um, what's his name used to do? The Zima Ion move. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm saying it's like, with, with what you're explaining, it sounds like she, that Ariana's just flipping them back, like, basically backflipping them on their face. Yeah, ba- yeah, basically, yeah. but definitely from the hip side. It, it uh, okay. Definitely, because I know she's got that Sambo background from her dad. So that's why, you know, I assume that's what it was. But moving yeah. on, we got uh, actually a, a nice little banger. Well, it was before it got, you know, tainted a little bit. But Tegan Knox takes on Lyra Valkyria. Uh, you know, the, before the match, uh, she's prepping – or Tegan, I should say, is prepping for the match. And she's approached by Natalia, who says she's always believed in her and wants to repay her for saving her from Piper and Chelsea's attack the night before on Raw by cornering her in her match. Tegan then accepts just as her music hits. Uh, Ups, I'll say, is a very competitive star from both women, uh, which instantly – kind of tilts the momentum back and forth while splitting the crowd down the middle. It's like a really good, you know, they want both, both ladies are putting on a good showcase for themselves. You know what I'm saying? For the crowds, um, uh, I would say uh, benefits. So putting on um, and putting and showing out. Yeah, there you go. I get um, it. But, uh, and there are some, there is one down and uh, that's in the finish. And uh, you know, it's the, you know, spoiler alert, the women's tag champs do intrude on the match, which immediately kind of ruined the competitive nature for me. But spots I'll get to as Lyra hits her wrecking ball drop kick early on, as well as the bridging Northern light suplex. Uh, Tegan counters a running crossbody by catching Lyra in midair and hitting her bridging uh, fallaway slam. Uh, for two, which I haven't seen in a while. There is a double-down crossbody spot, uh, which I thought was really cool because it's definitely not something I'm used to seeing in women's matches at all. Like, it, it to me, was just like, whoa. Like, now, I, you know. It is one of my favorite. I, I, I like that it's not overused, not even just with women's wrestling. Obviously, it's underused in women's wrestling. Yeah. Like you're just saying. But overall, I think it's one of those, like, tropes that when it's done is because it's not done so much it's like oh okay that was, that was yeah just, it definitely that was means something for you sure needed, i need a small break just to build it back up type of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely uh tegan hits a uh release gourd busted and follows with a running cannonball in the corner and then after the two battle for position on the top rope tegan hits the avalanche style of that release gourd buster where she's kind of seated on the top rope and, oh, you know, okay. so, you know, kind of does that. And then she follows with a molly go round and then uh, also a apron cannonball sent on onto Lyra on the floor. Uh, but, the, you know, the finish comes where we see Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin uh, appear on the, on the ramp to troll Natalia, which incites Tegan to roll to the outside to have her back up momentarily before, you know, remembering she's got a match going on. So she returns to the ring and she rolls up Lyra for an O'Connor roll, only for her to kick out. And then uh, Valkyria gets up and hits her with a spinning heel kick for the win. It was a little weird because she signaled to go up top for the frog spot but then just made the pin and part of me thought you know maybe you know i think we were talking about this too like maybe they're running out of time but then i thought you know what this is probably uh to not bury tegan in the post match because then mm. tegan eventually rolls out and then joins natalia and browling with the champs up the ramp so i feel like if she took her out with like both of her finishers yeah, and, it, and, it and maybe doesn't make yeah. sense like you know yeah i mean and this, i mean they got to go back to raw 
what, next week anyway. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm not that I know that they will, but, I mean, they're eventually going to have to go back, and they're not going to stay in NXT, so you're like, mm. we got to make make sure they go back. You know, exactly. At least just the same, if not a little bit better than we you borrowed them for. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Uh, but Tegan, uh, like I said, they brawl up the, the, the ramp, and then Lyra grabs a mic to cut a promo. Uh, she says, every drop of sweat and every decision she's ever made, good or bad, has brought her to this moment. She mentions Becky returning to her training school in Ireland, where she was training at uh, at the time, and Lynch saw something in her, which has lit a fire underneath her ever since then. She said her goal was to be the first Irish-born NXT Women's Champion, but unfortunately, Becky kind of took that away from her. Uh you know, but uh, when she returned to NXT, I should say, but she says, even though Lynch beat her to the title at uh, Halloween Havoc, she sure as hell will beat her for the title. And then Becky appears on the screen. Uh, she references they have a uh, mutual late friend named Dean who used to always send her videos of Lyra's progress over the years, believing she was going to be a big star. And that says that when she came back to NXT, that Lyra was number one on her list, not because she wanted the main event, you know, uh, with two Irish girls sharing a ring together, but because she knows how really good Lyra is, but also knows that she is the better competitor. She says she respects. Lyra, but when you know you come for a title, uh, you're coming for the very reason that I leave for uh, my house and my child on a weekly basis. You're going after my purpose, and so at Halloween Havoc, you know uh, she plans to fight like her life depends on it because it really does. And she ends by saying, although you know you think this is a dream match and I am your hero, once the bell rings, you're going to have to despise me and find that chip on your shoulder that got you to this moment, as that's the only way you're going to stand a chance. Welcome to the big time. Really good promo, I'll say. It was just uh, weirdly timed with the post match stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Sometimes like AWs, they they pile on too much post match shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, now sometimes. when I see stuff, I'm like, or it could have just been a, a win and a loss, and we move on next. Yeah, because this is the point when I take notes. I usually go pre ups, downs, spots, finish, and then I'll just write post because I'm just like, this, there well, might be something, I mean, you know. Any, and anytime it's bang bang gang or oh uh, yeah. I can't think of someone else, but anytime I'm, I already have the post waiting because I know, I just know it's gonna, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Uh, we got a, a uh, Von Wagner update, uh, sort of a vignette of sorts. Uh, he's shown at a medical facility with a bandaged head and learning to walk again while testing his limb strength as well. Uh, while Robert Stone is by his side, uh, Von gets frustrated trying to stretch a weight band, but Stone encourages him to stay focused despite the progress. Von then says, "You know, I appreciate you for risking your safety during my match at No Mercy. You know, while also noting that his fate could have been far worse." Obviously with what Braun did to him. Uh, Stone says he did so because he felt guilty for putting him in that position in the first place. And while he may have started it, he knows once uh, Vaughn is 100% healthy, he will be the one to finish it. Uh, this kind of refills Vaughn's confidence a bit, and he asks the doctor to hand him the weight band again. He begins to stretch it as hard as he can. And then later on, just to kind of, uh, you know, uh, let's just say um, branches together, Braun's being interviewed backstage when Stone kind of crashes in to confront him. Braun calls him a little guy and suggests he goes to help Wagner put one foot in front of the other and laughs at him which i wasn't a big fan of because i get he's a heel but you know i think like one of the things you had said too and i mentioned this was there are people really going through that so and, and people who had to go through that to get, to get yeah. back where they're and at. i'm sure some of them wrestlers. are wrestling fans too yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Say, wrestling fans and wrestlers i'm sure you know it's yeah. like it's like uh you didn't hear i mean yeah owen hart went and got a shirt made but he wasn't fucking laughing at stone cold no yeah i mean, you know I mean? he like, didn't check on stone cold but yeah yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah that, that, okay bad example yeah. but uh <laughs> but i'm sure there's several other others yeah no I, possibly yeah, yeah like rich holland did check on big e there, but yeah. he didn't go on like 
you know, Holland 316 says the brawling brutes will break your freaking neck. Break yeah. your freaking neck. That was a horrible Rich Holland, but yeah. Uh, I, and then, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I knew who he was. It was like it, it warped into Sheamus at the end. Yeah, a little, little bit. Little bit. Yeah, they were sharing a mic. But yeah, so he laughs at him. And he just, man, you don't th- care about anything. And he threatens to smack the smile off his face. Braun dares him to do something about it. So Stone impulsively challenges him to a match at Halloween Havoc, which Braun immediately accepts before he can back out of it and vows to do the same thing to him as he did the on, so I guess that'll be interesting. I'm gonna guess it's on night two. Uh, we got oh, Shotzi. I forgot there's two nights. Yeah, it's you know weeks back to back or whatever. But we get uh, Shotzi, the former Blackheart, taking on Kiana James, kind of tying off uh, you know their interaction last week where Oscar was there and Shotzi was on you know commentary and kind of save Roxanne Perez from uh, impending uh, assault from Kiana James. Uh, ups, I'll say, is uh, Shotzi entering with her tank. That's always going to be up for me. And then her kind of returning to form as, uh, you know, seeing her use some reminiscent offense that I don't really see on the main roster and kind of fighting her type of match that she would at NXT. And um, I will say Kiana aggressively bringing the fight to Shotzi was a, you know, really good look for her. And she's been getting better in the ring. But the down is there is some times where Kiana's not selling as long as she needs to. Um, mm. Some spots, I'll say, is Kiana she uh, disrespectfully slaps Shotzi before she returns fire with some smash mouth offense. Kind of, you know, that, that's really in the vein of Shotzi. You know, Shotzi hits a question mark kick and an innovated uh, apron DDT, I guess I'll call it. But, you know, again, that was one of the big spots that it looked scary, but Kiana definitely did not sell very well. But the finish maybe, comes. Maybe she, she wasn't familiar with how. Maybe, yeah, because I've never seen Shotzi do that move either, so that might be a main roster uh, addition. So, but uh, Kiana goes to grab her loaded. Uh, I don't want to say Gucci bag. I, I like to say Nick of Stone Cold says that Gucci bag. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> I didn't know you knew about that. Right, Kiana goes to grab her loaded handbag, uh, and Roxanne Perez appears out of nowhere ringside to intercept it, and then she removes a brick inside before having, quote unquote, brick inside. I'll say because it. Yeah, you guys go watch that. Uh, before having a tug of war with James, uh, the ref is distracted by Perez's uh, yeah <laughs> uh, presence. While Shotzi hits Kiana with her own handbag, then does the Eddie G spot as the ref turns back to see the action. Then she, he sees the bag, and he goes to remove the bag from the match. While Shotzi hits uh, her diving senton for the win. So, and then later on, we see Shotzi walking with Perez uh, back to the locker room, sort of, and. Uh, she, you know, is giving her compliments, calls her ballsy, which is the ultimate compliment coming from the leader of the ball pit, you know. Yeah. So uh, before she's, uh, you know, she basically is talking up her match with Kiana, and then they see the wheel, make a deal, that whole deal, and she spins it to make their match a devil's playground match at a Halloween Havoc. I, so. I will say this. I did not expect Kiana to be involved in a uh, program with Roxy. Yeah. Is it Roxy or Roxanne? Roxanne, Ch- technically, yeah. yeah. But I will say that I'm also I'm, I just this is the third year they they brought it back. I'm not a fan of the Halloween Havoc stuff because all they do is use it for, just it's never taken seriously. Yeah, no, I think the first time they did it on for NXT, it was really fun because that was when we had like the Damian Priest stuff. That's true, you know, and all that. Wait, but, but isn't that then, the one with the zombie that had all those zombies? I don't know that if that's too? I don't think that's the same one. It might, you know, I, I, think, I, it was, I think it was the one with the Scream Killer. Is what it was. But they do was, this or yeah. Ghostface. But they do this thing where sometimes they feel like they need to cross promote. And I, yeah, I think I get it. There's from, that too. Yeah, yeah, because it's USA. Chucky. Chucky's been doing very well fine. from a series standpoint. Yeah, especially so, around yeah. the, the time of year. That's fine. But yeah, yeah. Like I feel like they do a lot of silly stuff around that time, like the the diet or the the druids and yeah, the the double Ghostface that one time. And then, yeah, you know, it's just the zombies and stuff. The haunted house that I think Grimes was in. Yeah, you know that was I mean? that, you know. What? 
But here's the thing with that is it was Rhymes sold too. that very well. Yeah, that's true. You know, and you're right, it was in the pandemic. So there was a lot of um pre-taped stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's all about who you put in those spots, but when it yeah. feels like to your point, it's a yearly gag, it's like you kind of start to it makes the the Halloween Havoc has such prestige to it from back say, in the day the, 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 and I now mean, it and, feels and like a novelty i was and that's you know, my thing like, is like they have andre chase last year running tape on the whole ray mysterio eddie guerrero match yeah and you know that's one of the things people remember they remember that match they remember the ddp versus goldberg match yeah dude uh, they, there's a lot of halloween ha- you know what i mean so it's like that's why you I'm sent like, me that meme the other day i, I it got me hot because i was like i i bro, remember i love it because man I had to send that to you, and for those that don't know, they basically said that, you know, they, they said Goldberg's reign was this when it should have ended on, you know, during that match with DDP. And the mm-hmm. reason I had to send it to you is because you not only called that he was not, like, he was going to hit a diamond cutter, you called the exact way I, well, of see, the counter and, 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 and of how it was going to happen. To clarify, I didn't think, I just said out loud, like, how I would try to yeah. hit it on him. But yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen because no one kicks Without out of the diamond it, cutter. You don't even like, think it's possible. Y- yeah. It's and, not even a possibility. And then, yeah. then then you hear about so much that goes into that match between him and DDP, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to move. No, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Well. I'm gonna see you coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna get out the way. <laughs> it's like I don't get how you don't respect the guy like DDP though. Dog, you know no, what he, I mean? I, like, I, but I Goldberg was a little yeah. shit when he first came he, in. Like he, it, took it, it, he took he took he's to, to this day yeah. he takes it way too serious. Yeah. That's why I get mad that a guy like him can walk away with way more fucking title reigns than a guy like Bray Wyatt. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah, there was, mm, yeah. That's yeah, all I was thinking about thing. that the other day. I'm like, dude, fuck you, dude. Yeah, seriously. Like, he, nobody fucking Because he's you. never he's never really put over anybody no. of importance he's except ne- Brock. And except Brock, Brock never needed that. No. No one's thinking about that one match where you guys you got shat on because you were both leaving. We want to forget that match. We don't need redemption from that I match. Mean, and then you and know even me. Then, it's been three I'm times not, now, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, they face since then. It's like, come on, we don't And and you know me. What he did to Taker mm-hmm. in in India or wherever it was, yeah. I'm it's I've never seen that's as close to Taker breaking kayfabe while in character. Like, that smirk he did was yeah. like, he knew that was a bunch that of was bullshit. A, that was a loop. Yeah, a lot of people say yeah. that, that chokeslam rivals the one with Hogan when he was American Badass. Yeah, it's like why worst chokeslam ever. Why did he sandbag him on that chokeslam, dude? Bro, was he, was, he was concussed. Oh, I, yeah, he, I forgot about He ran that. into that right. pole, but then he started yeah. just, he tried, like, I think, twice to lift up. Taker and Taker was like, nah, Bro, like, we're, it, or he tried to pick him up for the tombstone. At that point, and yeah, that like, was like, I can expect Taker to want to finish. Goldberg, no one's expecting you to finish. No, you've only you, your longest match has not been that long, and at this point in uh, in your career in age, if you get concussed now on your own volition, mind you, no one's making you concussed. I just, I don't know. trust you to carry my ass. It's just in crazy because even going back, no. And like, I mean, yeah, you picked up Paul White, but whatever. But to me, going back to what you it. said with DDP, and not to go too far off, because I got a few more things, but mm, mm. Um, it's like you don't stop, do you? Because if you stopped, you wouldn't have went head first into the damn pole. That's, bro. No, when he says that, I'm like, that's why I look like that. Because yeah. it was his real. It was a shoot for you. Yeah. All I do is football. And then, and then and then you think about he he I think he he concussed himself in that spot and was trying to lift them up in the jet. That's camera. yeah that. He he got concussed. Heard, I think he he got his head him, right? yeah. almost driven to the mat with a tombstone because he didn't tuck his neck the right way. Dummy. And then he went to go pick him up for tombstone. 
dropped him completely. Yeah. And then, you know, that was after the botch, the brain buster style yeah, fucking yeah. jackhammer. And then Dustin Tick was like, we're just going home. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, I'm going home. <laughs> like, he's like, I didn't think, he's like, I didn't know I was going to get, because what was that? What was for first? That match or the match with Roman in Brooklyn where the, the whole, they were trying to do the counter to see, the tombstone. See, here's the thing to me is I feel like for me, that match with Roman was worse for Taker, but the one with Goldberg, Taker didn't do anything wrong. No, no, Goldberg no. just. I think health wise, yeah. Taker was in a. Was and he was looking there. to like yeah. redeem himself yeah. from that match, and he couldn't yeah. do that. But uh, yeah. going to a segment you brought up, Mysterio. Why not talk about his spawn, uh, Dom Mysterio? Uh, so you know, last week I didn't really put too much on this. After he, uh, you know, kind of got beat up, he's getting helped to the back with Rhea, and then Nathan Frazier runs into him. They kind of exchange some words and. Dom looks at Rhea and is like, who is this guy? And then Rhea's like, oh, he's Nathan Frazier, but he's not the champ, so he's nobody. You know? I, apparently, you just said his full name. Shut yeah, the fuck up. But I didn't, I didn't uh, <laughs> see, I guess, uh, Raw. It seems like there was some sort of deal that happened on Raw because, you know, he's getting interviewed, and then Nathan Frazier just comes because he's trying to say he's a loser, he's a nobody, and then Nathan Frazier just steps up, and he's like, hey, no referees now. And then so a brawl just ensues, and it goes from backstage to the ring. Uh, he gets him down on the mat and starts going for the Phoenix Splash, and uh, but he ends up landing on his feet. And I'll be honest, it looked awkward the way he landed on his feet, but uh, because Rhea appeared out of nowhere at ringside to pull Dom out of harm's way. So I'm sure this will end up being set up for night two. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So match announcement, though, for night one. Again, we have uh, Becky defending that NXT Women's Championship against Lyra Valkyria. We got Roxanne Perez taking on Kiana James in the Devil's playground match we have the family at ah, tony d ah, and stacks taking on uh chase U, duke hudson and andre chase defending their tag team championships bada bing bada boom <laughs> uh we got Gigi dolan uh taking on blair davenport to hopefully end this rivalry that no one knew they wanted in a lights out match we'll see what that means uh we got lexus king making his in-ring debut and uh, of course we got the semifinals rolling on carmen Pre- petrov petrovic Pet- petrovic Petrovic, there you go, taking on Lola Vice. And uh, Kalani Jordan taking on Ariana Grace. And I'm sure the finals will probably commence the week after at uh, uh, night two is what I would be willing to night bet. Night one is uh, this coming week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then finally we get the, uh, you know, what's supposed to be a fatal four-way uh, with Trick, Carmelo Hayes, Baron Corbin, and Dijak. But before that happens, Trick is shown backstage holding his head and writhing in pain, uh, surrounded by referees and a seemingly concerned Mello who demands to know who did this while the referees call for medical. As we come back from break, Kelly Kincaid, uh, she gives an update after the break saying Trick has been taken to a hospital for further evaluation. Not a medical facility. Uh, <laughs> thus ruling him out of the main event and turning it back to the original triple threat. Mm, cheeky, cheeky. Mm, curiosities. Who must have done it? I don't know. It was know? Gargano. Because that's what's so funny <laughs> is she also goes, one would have to wonder who would do something like this right before. And it's just like, you don't got to pour all that on. We're, we're already speculating, but thank you. You know, but uh, <laughs> for me, it will be nonstop action from the jump. There's some. It was uh, callous. They always jump <laughs> yeah, Right, right. Uh, there's some two for one offense by Mello, which I thought was really uh, innovative. And then the big man taking turns decimating Mello until they finally face off with each other. Uh, the downs, I would say, is. Uh, um, you know, Mello was shown after the commercial already in the ring while the other two got formal, uh, you know, entrances. And it kind of made Mello look like a lesser star. One, He's really kind of more decorated than the two in terms of the NXT sphere of things. Dijak has not won one. I think he may have won he, he the won North, the American, North American, American title, title right? Once, yeah. And then hasn't done. Wait, did he? I, I want to. I know he was in. No, he nah. no he fought Keith Lee for a bunch of times. I was about to say times. that might have been in my uni, my universe because <laughs> like, I remember they had that match where 
he tried to do the row flip on Keith Lee while he was sitting in the commentary oh, yeah. chair, and he fucking uh, caught him. Yeah, deadlift powerball, like, basically. Y'all don't need to keep redoing, you know, to do the same spot and do it even better. Let me see. Let's go championships and accomplishments. Dominic? No, nothing. That's crazy. Not from NXT. What about uh, the, the, the – oh, no, I guess it He was, did win a Gooker Award was, as part of Retribution. Gobbly Gooker, uh, I, I assumed. <laughs> I was wondering if he if, – was he in – I don't know why I think he wasn't involved, but I guess he maybe he wasn't. Uh, it showed Evo, uh, I didn't see – I saw Ring of Honor, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he won a top prospect uh, uh, tournament. Oh, the tournament. Oh, that, yeah. man, that's back when it was – yeah. Yeah. Here's some spots, though. Um, curiously, Dijak borrows Baron's chokeslam backbreaker and makes it look way nastier than Baron ever has. Before the two fight over making the cover, uh, Mello hits a uh, double or two for one, I should say, springboard trust fall DDT, as I like to call it, to both men. He had a fight to get it, but it was pretty smooth out, You know, after that happened. Uh, Mello counters high justice with a first 48 that looked really nice and then goes to the top rope uh, for nothing but net, but he gets cuts, uh, cut off by Corbin at ringside who hits a DVD on the floor. And at one point, Dijak absolutely takes – or. Uh, you know, turns him inside out with his uh, discus uh, boot, which I just I haven't seen in a while, you know. But uh, the finish comes where after all three men are in the corner, uh, you know, battling it out. Mello initiates a Tower of Doom by powerbombing Baron, who's already uh, hitting an avalanche German suplex to Dijak. Dijak, uh, he uh, manages to backflip counter out of a chokeslam attempt from Baron and then picks Baron up for Feast Your Eyes. But then Corbin lands on his feet and hits End of Days. But as he crawls to make the pin, Mello comes down from the top rope with nothing but net to secure the win um you know really, like i said very non-stop action i implore you this might be the match of the night uh, if it wasn't for uh the, the women's tag champs coming in and like kind of you know throwing some um some bland pepper on my on my steak <laughs> that, that was a competitive <laughs> match you know what i mean and post-match you know because they're talking about you know commentary doing their their whole job and next week we're gonna see this person for this person. and then you know the main event's gonna be Becky Lynch defending against Lyra Valkyria. So then Lyra is actually shown watching on from backstage, and she has this absurdly just big photo of her and Becky that's like, you know, duct taped to her locker, quote unquote, I guess, if that's her locker. And, uh, you know, she it's supposed takes to be like a recent picture. No, you could tell it's from the past. Okay, you that's, know, that's why I was wondering. But, but it's okay. like one of those things where it's like we've ne- we've never seen her like hold it, coddle it, whatever, like yeah, make it's... reference to it. Um, at before, or at least I haven't. So when she turns and she takes it off her locker and then she says, she stares at it and she goes, in a week's time, that title will be mine. And then she rips it in half and then exits the room. And just as she makes her exit, the screen actually turns to Jade Cargill. I don't, it's, I don't know if it's like pre-taped or she's on Zoom or what, but she's on screen and she's smiling and tapping her wrist and <laughs> she tick- said, Muhammad Ali taught me how to hack in, bitches. Yeah, I, I guess, you know. But uh, yeah, she appears on on screen tapping her wrist in like TikTok fashion or pantomiming a, a watch. Yeah. So one would think with her recent brief interaction of being told to wait in line when she got in the face of the man on a uh, Monday, who, I believe. Yeah. yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, and, I hope uh, I, this is what I hope doesn't happen is i'd rather becky retain and jade come out at the end than jade interrupting cost becky the title and lyra to win in that fashion because i feel like lyra could have just beat no, tiffany stratton I, I, I feel straight like up. she's like, gonna beat her and then they're gonna have jade beat becky for the nxt title and then that's how she's gonna come into nxt 
but that I would be I, but I wouldn't do that. But I also see them having her cost her the NXT title, which would jumpstart a main roster That's program true too. between her and Becky. Yeah, because I was about to say, there's more money in seeing them fight than her just oh dropping the title to her and then like one goes to the main roster. And then yeah, that's a lot of juice. That's a, especially when you're thinking about Becky and they already teased her in uh, Charlotte as well, despite what Rick says. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I was like, because he's, I, I mean, I don't know if she's gonna go to NXT. I'm like. Or right, you're, you're saying this for a reason. Let's hear why. Yeah, yeah. Like, but she can't touch the queen. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, but everyone knows that that's a you know. And then yeah. what's curious is Bianca Belair is being uh, advertised heard, to return. Yeah, that she's uh, coming for, back from injury. I think I believe, it might have right? been. Uh, let's see, SmackDown. I don't know if it's this week's. We might have missed it already, or it might be next week, depending on when this drops. But yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been curious to see what's going to happen with that because obviously they got the Street Profits rolling with Bobby right now. Yeah, everybody calls them um, the Suit Profits. The Sweet Profits, the, huh? the, or the Suit? But oh, oh, yeah. I thought you said like like Sweet, like Suit, but with the E on. Oh, there, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's actually pretty funny. Oh man, but yeah, um, that was uh, that was NXT, man. Oh, all right, um, and no. No predictions. Yeah. No. <laughs> we good, Brian. We yeah, good. We, we good. We, we good. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially when it's two weeks worth of – it's like – Yeah. It, this is NXT TV with a theme. We good. We good. It's funny because I'm looking at like I, – I, I'm like was looking at uh, Dijak's accomplishments. Yeah. And I'm like completely forgot his first name. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the most simple uh, version – uh, name change of his real like you know because it was like went from Donovan Dij- Dijak yeah. to Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic yeah and, and then, then now it's just Dijak yeah and I you know what's funny is in another uh uh I'm trying, I'm trying to think uh, like a source I looked at it named him as Christopher Dijak or Dijakovic like it was like I think is that his shoot name I like it's like how many names this guy got you know but to me that I feel like shoot it, name, it, it, Christopher James Dijak oh okay see yeah. my thing is I like what he's doing but I feel like you're they're just using him to like be a credible contender, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. give him the North American strap, bro. Like, give I'm him. Not, something. I'm not against that like, either. But what he's doing right now is already way better than what they had him doing on main roster. Obviously. Yeah. You know what and I mean? what's weird too is like, how did Eddie Thorpe not pop up in this? Because the last you yeah. left that so open ended where he won the strap match, and then afterwards he put him in a tree of what, or he got him in a feast yeah, rise, put him in a tree of what, and whipped the shit out of him, and in front his, of his, uh, yeah, yeah, and tied his legs with the with the. Uh, the belt the, not the belt the strap oh and then took yeah, his yeah. belt the same belt he was whipping that bar that sacred tree you know Sheesh. and so i'm just like why do we do that if we're not following up booker know. of the year Shawn michaels candidate hey hey, hey. Mm. you know that he uh trimmed off some of the, the brain matter when he had to take off take the hair down some i guess that ponytail was attached to a lot but <laughs> what i will say when you have the ponytail if he pulls it back the eye goes back into place i can say that i'm hey, a fan yep, i'm a lifelong fan <laughs> but yeah that um, was nxt man uh what do you say go on a break real quick uh well yeah we'll go on a break and then uh we're gonna come back with that a e dub dynamite it's on wednesday this time y'all yeah 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 all things are right we'll be right back Hey, what's going on, you guys? You already know what it is. Winter Circle Pro Wrestling proudly presents our last show of 2023. It is Victory Lap, and it is going down Friday night live, November 3rd in Chino, California at the American Legion Post. 
number 299. Tickets still available right now at victory-lap.eventbrite.com. $25 front row, $20 for general admission. And you guys already know, man, we are two weeks out officially today, and we already dropped the official card. We do have the Tag Team Championships on the line as the champions. West Coast Wrecking Crew return to defend against the number one contenders, Los Suavecitos. Then it is the Mountain versus the Mountain Breaker as Kota Hero makes his debut against the unstoppable Shogun the God. Then it is the return of the ultimate athlete, J-Rod, taking on in her debut the queen of aerobic style herself, Delilah Doom, in our women's division match. Plus, it is Jordan Cruz and G-Sharp finding themselves in a great opportunity against the current P4P champion, Slice Boogie, in a triple threat match. And it is the return of the most sadistic, Dom Kubrick, the Winner Circle Pro Wrestling World Champion, as he defends against the aerial chemist himself, Matt Vandegrift, and in the main event, Event. It is the return of top-notch Lucas Riley as he looks for revenge against El Primo Genio in our first ever tables match. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yep, yep. We are back, and uh, we're gonna get into Dynamite real quick, man. Um. Started off with a match. Uh, this was an up for me. Um, is Penta uh, oh, yeah, versus uh, Pentagon versus Jay, Jay White. White right? yeah. yeah. Um, Penta hits a running Tope Kunhilo to take out Bullet Club uh, Gold during their entrance. All four of them, uh, except uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay White was able to evade. Oh, okay. uh, though Penta hit him with a sling, sling blade on the floor. Anyways, um. Both men in, uh, and this again, this is before the bell rings. So the ring, uh, the bell rings, and the match officially starts. Uh, Penta hits a diving stomp on uh, for a near fall, but Jay White hits a wicked ass DDT and hits a front suplex on the front apron, or I guess a gourd buster on the apron. Oh, I have seen uh, before, from the yeah. floor, yeah, on the outside, uh, before tying the tail of Penta's mask into the the ropes and stomping him the fuck out. Uh, White hits the arm trap suplex into the turnbuckles before picture in picture. Uh, Penta fights back with two sling, sling blades back-to-back, hits another Tope Conhilo to finally take out White on the outside. Uh, they trade stiff-ass chops back in the ring with Penta doing the whole, uh, you know, pulling off the glove thing. Yeah. It's been a while since uh, he's properly done it. So yeah. But, like, he just ate, like, three hard-ass chops from White. Like, just ate them. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, not, no reaction, nothing. Uh, before Penta hit uh, what I thought was a spinning DVD. I'll send you the 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 video of it, but... People were calling it like a spin-out reverse DDT. I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just the landing. It, lo- it looked pretty dope. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if it was just the momentum from the extra spin or whatever, but never seen it before. Uh, Penta goes for the fear factor. White counters with the spinning Uranagi. Uh, Jay then hits the uh, sleeper suplex and goes for the Blade Runner, but Penta counters with the It Came From Japan. Uh, finish comes shortly after the guns distract the ref and Juice hits the left hand to God on Penta before falling victim to the Blade Runner as Jay White gets the wind. Of course, we uh we get a post match promo here from the Bang Bang Gang with uh mm-hmm. Jay White just pretty much taunting MJF about not having friends or being able to find anyone the team uh, with him to get the belt back. Uh, you know they said if you could find someone the team with you, you can get this belt back, which I'm um, just very specific. I don't know why. Uh, and then you just had what's his name Juice just yeah, adding because he didn't he bring that up last week of if, I'll tell you what if you could find yeah. a team or yeah mm-hmm. so. 
Which is why we got the whole acclaimed, you yeah, know, trying to help. Yeah, and I think you kind of called that last week when we did. Uh, it, it's it's a little. It's there's there's a few things here, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, Juice, he was just talking about how he was gonna um, pretty much win the Dynamite Dozen uh, Battle Royal, and he's gonna beat MJF for the ring, and he said he's gonna pawn it and get another gold tooth. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> uh, MJF uh, backstage interview right after this. This was a push to me because I'm like, if they're calling you out and you're not there, and then you just show up on the next backstage segment, it looks yeah. weird. Um, says he prays the guy that just Robinson wins the battle royal so that it will be the left hand of God versus the right hand of the devil. Uh, and when he connects, there will be blood, but the blood won't be on his hands. It will be on his boy, Jay White. Uh, Renee starts to ask MJF about Adam Cole when he's interrupted by the acclaimed again. Uh, Max tries to pitch the eight-man tag to MJF again and tells him that they can scissor after. Uh, they get all the belts, but MJF isn't going for it. Max changes his approach, Max being caster, yeah. uh, and tells him that, all right, well, then I'm going to join the Battle Royale, and I'm going to win it so that next week you're going to have to put a ring on it. And I just couldn't help but shake my head because it was just stupid. Uh, MJF storms off before Bowen sells him less is more, and as Billy calls MJF a scumbag, of course, prompting Max to say, yeah, but he's my scumbag. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, so, All I'll say is I don't know where, where this is going or how much sillier it's going to get at this point. But I have a feeling that MJF is going to finally relent, be friends with Max right when Cole comes back, with Max reciting that same line he told him on the fishing boat about, like, dude, chill. Yeah. We're and how to you have weren't more than here. one friend. Yeah, you know what and, I mean? And like, you kind of weren't here when I needed you. Kinda, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Or maybe he doesn't return and see it. Maybe he returns and turns on him and then tries to gaslight him. Like, oh, I thought you said only one friendship worked for you. Cause that's, that is what he said on the boat, too. So I, I don't know. It's, it's still a toss-up in the air. From here, we had uh, Hikaru Shida. Uh, defeating Emi Sakura in a, a AW Women's Eliminator match. Okay. This was an up. Definite up. Crowd was really into the match, and commentary talked up the, the whole teacher-student relationship. I was going to say, they have a rivalry. I think she's only been here once before, but they've definitely wrestled more than once in AEW. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the, they were talking up the whole teacher-student relationship between the two. They played a, a short promo video to tell the, that story prior to the match. Uh, Emmy Sakura had a new coat of paint, uh, aside from her always, you know, usually cosplaying as a, like that rock star thing that uh, she, yeah, she does. does the Freddie Mercury deal. Yeah, she's yeah. a Fred. Yeah, um, but yeah, she was, uh, you know, um, had a, like again a, a whole new look. So uh, not a whole new look, but it wasn't like drastic, but it was different from that. So that was fine, and um, you know, she had a really good showing. Uh, I, I got to get her flowers real quick. Uh, Sheena was standing on the apron, but Sakura ran uh, and hit a cross body block through the ropes, like oh, through the wow. middle rope, mm-hmm. knocking her off the apron and onto the outside. I was like, Damn. dude, I ain't never seen that shit before. No, nah, that's balls. Uh, she also hit a release tiger bomb, but like she kind of, it was more like a double arm jackknife, dog, the way she just like dropped her. Like she picked her up mm-hmm. and just let her fucking go. And then oh, wow. high stacked her for like a 2.9998. It was a. Uh, Really close pin. Ultimately, Shida got the win via the katana. Uh, also, want to note that uh, Hikaru Shida's uh, new music is dope. It's grown on me. Yeah, no, definitely. So, from here, we had another push, uh, which is not an up or a down. I just kind of whatever about this. Uh, we got the Reddit R rebuttal as we're back to this dumbass titles that they, they used to do for the inner circle. But yeah, the Reddit no. R rebuttal is a backstage earlier segment with Renee Paquette. Uh, you know, she's just asking, you know, how things have been playing out since his debut. As, uh, you know, Edge talks up Christian being okay with his plans for coming to AEW to team up with them, only for him to kind of show his true colors once it got closer to being real. Uh, then spins the tale of how they became friends and details several instances where he felt like he had to do the work for both of them pretty much or help compensate for Christian's lack of passion or 
or go-getter attitude as he, he kind of claims he, he'd still be working a job in IT right now if it wasn't for Edge pushing him to go through his wrestling training. Um, says that they're each other's, you know, the goddaughters to each other's uh, uh, kids. And is surprised that Christian is still allowing the professional jealousy to bubble up to the surface at this point in their lives. Says he knows Christian it came to AW first and he didn't mean to take away any spotlight from him and that he doesn't want the uh, TNT title at all, nor does he even want to fight him. He just, like said, I refuse to fight him. Um, actually says that he won't fight him, but uh, that when Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne leave him high and dry, uh, Edge will be the one to pick him back up when he hits the ground. So he's so. going to play the waiting game. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that's what. That's why we want you here. Uh, Wardlow defeats Ryan Nemeth with the uh, via a powerbomb. Yes, one. Yeah, I saw. I actually saw the, the entire segment Dude. was on Instagram. I was like, I was about to damn. Yeah, try like, to punch him. Try to fight out of it. Hit yeah, him with pretty dude. much the last ride. For it's the, the way he fought, he like grabbed him by the nape of his He's neck. Like, was like, no, you're take going this wedge, you homie. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. We talked about it earlier. Post match, Tony Schiavone tries to get a word from Wardlow. Asks him, "We know that you're back, but we want to know why you're back." And uh, Wardlow simply just points to the MJF, you know, that's written on his, uh, you know, wrist tape. Mm. The crowd started to cheer him at this point because they didn't know if they're like, "What are you gonna? Are you guys getting back together?" Which I'm like, "No, that's dumb." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they were like cheering. Like, I'm like, why are y'all cheering? And then it was almost like Susie heard him cheer. He's like, get this heat. And then he just fucking <laughs> yeah, knocked yeah. Tony on his ass. Um, it stains. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I give that a up. Uh, from here, we had another up. This was an insider up. Um, uh, real specific. Short and sweet. We got a backstage interview with Kenny Omega. He's asked about his match against Kyle Fletcher later in the night. Uh, he says tonight is Kyle. Next week it'll be the Don Callis family, and then who knows? Maybe you'll see the Kenny Omega of uh, Kenny Omega of old, uh, I should say. And uh, I may just go after the world title again. And as he says that, he's interrupted by MJF, the champ. Yeah, this was I saw this clip, but I didn't I didn't hear it with the sound on. I just knew it happened, so I don't know. Yeah, what so happened, the reason why this is an insider, or I'll bridge bridge it at the end. So yeah. pretty much, you know, he's telling Kenny that he's always been a fan of his and had admiration for him and wants to shake his hand. Kenny obliges. And uh, but not before threading through the current BTE bit, which I don't know if you've been watching. MGF showed up on BTE for the first time. I don't know how long. Yeah, I think uh, he, last yeah. last week, and he literally just came in to shake everybody's hands. Like, oh, you guys been killing it, man. And when he goes to to shake Kenny's hand, he brings him in. He's like, thirty three days, bitch, and he just walks off because he's about to break his, his oh, reign. That's right. Yeah. So and that's I why saw I saw him say it on Twitter not yeah. too long ago too. So yeah, I thought okay. it was hilarious that he same thing here. He he you know he's saying, oh, I got admiration for you. I like to shake your hand. He shakes his hand. He brings him in. 13 days, bitch. <laughs> right on the TV. I was like, I can't believe they actually yeah. are bringing this BTE shit on, on uh, TV for once. Well, unless he has a title match between now and full gear, which I doubt uh, he's going to surpass him for sure. It's, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, days, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's less than two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, it's not even. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Rod, from here we had a uh, Roderick Strong, uh, Kingdom, and Adam Cole segment. This was a big down and then a, a small up at the end. Uh it just we got Mike Bennett playing a set of bongos while reciting reciting the lyrics to Headstrong, but changing it to Neckstrong. <laughs> um, Adam's making Roddy coffee, but he spits it out, complaining that Adam, you know I don't like hot coffee. And I'm like the fuck. And then then Cole's making the whole crew PB and J's complete with this corny sandwich montage. That's what he need him to stay for to make lunch, bro. They've the been fuck? having him stay for all kinds of shit, man. Yeah, you know, and. And then, like, he takes one bite into the uh, Roddy, uh, into the sandwich. He spits it out and complains, Adam, you know I don't like crust on my sandwich. I'm like, nigga, you saw the crust yeah, when you was holding it, and you took the bite. You know, Cole finally blows his lid and says he's had enough. He finally leaves, 
That's the up. You hear the door open and him slamming it. Yeah. That's the up. That's the entire. Like, we didn't need to go this far with this. You know what I mean? That, that's just where I'm at with it. But I get it. Yeah, the buy time um, with, with Cole not knowing what his timetable is. I don't know, man. Uh, from here, we had uh, our first uh, straight up down. Uh, Don Callis family in-ring promo. We had Don Takeshita and Hobbs coming down together. Uh, cut a promo as Hobbs spins a tale of him being. This is why it's a down. He spins this tale of him being seven years old. Uh, being taken to a wrestling show by his grandma and says that he came to see his hero, Chris Jericho. I'm like, bruh, yeah, a young see, black they, kid yeah, they kept from playing. Oakland yeah. at seven years old, Chris Jericho is not your hero. Let's keep it know, a buck. But, but like, I did notice Taz kept noting in their match that, you know, I know I know uh, Hobbs and he's always, he's, he has this like sour spot for Chris Jericho. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, they, they were doing a like lot Jericho. of like, yeah, Taz was doing a lot of threading through. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, your guys don't ever ask me to bring it up any other time. But okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll bring sure. it yeah, You know, we had a, we had our moments, but you know, you know, with Darby, but uh, you know. Even when he was talking about the Sting announcement, he's like, Sting's the man. I mean, I know we had our little thing with him, but, you know, I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. You try to throw him down some stairs. Yeah, yeah, like, word. Yeah. You, you put the biggest motherfucker on the yard on that dude. Seriously. Like, fucking cage. Anyways, um, so he spins his tale about how he went to this show and that he was so hyped to see Chris Jericho, his hero, and that instead he told his grandma, he called his grandma an old woman and told her to shut up and told him to sit his ass down. To which, you know, he says he's held on to that anger all this time, apparently. I'm just like, bro, you've always been an angry guy. What are you talking about? Like, this isn't new. Like, this is, I don't know, it's just weird. Don Callis talks about Sammy being injured and calls uh, Kyle Fletcher, oh, calls out Kyle Fletcher for letting them down in that, that match that they had. I'm kind of mad because I thought he would have fit well with the young guys that he's wrestling up. I thought but, so, yeah. too. Kyle Fletcher comes down, Dolo makes a beeline right to Callis, despite... You know, Takeshita and Hobbs being in there, and Hobbs, he gets right in his face. Hobbs trying to check him, and he's just not not even acknowledging him. He just grabs the mic out of Callis's hand and says, he only did the match for Callis as a favor after Will Ospreay called me, telling me that you were on your hands and knees begging me for, for me to do the match. And Ooh. you see Callis looking a little embarrassed now as he says this. <laughs> uh, Fletcher says that he may have been the weakest link on that night, but on this night he's going to prove to everyone that he can beat Kenny Omega without anyone's help. Yeah, because they're facing off that night, right? Yeah, like okay. yeah, yeah. Callis loves the confidence and tells him that if he does beat Kenny Omega, by God, we may have another opportunity with the Don Callis family. That's how it is, but yeah. <laughs> Omega's the music hits as their match is actually up next. Um, this is not uh, Kenny Omega versus Kyle Fletcher. Fletcher attacks Omega as soon as he makes his way into the ring during his entrance, uh, as, of course, we get Don Callis joining commentary. Uh, Fletcher cuts off, cuts off Omega with a, a big back uh, elbow off the rebound and rains down some punches uh, before Omega fights back with a delayed vertical and follows with a slingshot crossbody on the outside. As he looks to the camera, not, this is not picture-in-picture, picture, he's like, I don't know why I'm doing high-flying stuff. I'm too old for this shit. And <laughs> just fucking gets up and rolls back in the ring. Really? Was like, that was Omega that said that? Omega said that, it. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I was like, it was it was like some straight, mo- that was out of the Moxley playbook, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. It's uh, like some Ferris Bueller shit too. Like. Uh, Omega tries for, yeah, well, actually it kind of was. It was like Mickey Rooney. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Omega tries for a running drop kick on, drop kick on Fletcher while they're on the outside at ringside while he has him sitting in a chair by the. Uh, oh, I'm, I forget that spot. Yeah, but, uh, but he he moves out the, or he uh, he moves and he quickly moves before he gets to him and drop, tolls, holds him onto the chair. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was a pretty good spot. And then, I mean, it was that was a, right before uh, Picture in Picture. Uh, Omega hits a desperation dunk, which is still funny that they call it. It's yeah. an actual dunk. 
on Fletcher, follows up with the fin- Finley roll, uh, tries for the moonsault, but lands. Uh, but, oh, but he lands back rolls as Fletcher rolls on the outside to evade, only for Kenny to run and hit the golden triangle moonsault instead. Oh, okay. uh, Omega hits the cross-legged patella brainbuster, but Fletcher fights back with the the snap half and half suplex, hits a brainbuster of his own for a near fall. Uh, Fletcher hits a lawn dart into the corner, then a Mishinoki driver for another near yeah, fall. Yeah, Mishinoki driver is pretty sick. Yeah, the way he, he does he's it. Crunchy, real yeah. crunchy. Uh, Fletcher tries for the tombstone, but Kenny uh, counters with a V-trigger and a poison rana before, before uh, hitting the powerbomb final flash combo for a close three. Uh, Kenny V-triggers Fletcher out of his boots before hitting the one-winged uh, angel for the win. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Okay. Uh, the next up, Lance Archer demolishes a jobber via the blackout. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's it. No name. No name. Wait, who no- was this? Uh, Lance Archer came back. Oh, okay. They were in That's Houston. what I thought you said. Yeah, they were like, in Houston. Okay. But I don't know what that means. I'm like, so are you gonna have him in Wardlow tag or what? <laughs> like, mm. can't we can't run the same the same thing? You know? Yeah, seriously. Um, Swerve will drop a remix video this Friday. Yeah, he's been talking about uh, it on social media all week. Dude. Yeah, uh, via YouTube for Big Pressure. I think it actually dropped. Uh, it dropped yesterday. Actually, now I think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much this was only really worth bringing up because he had a warning for Hangman costing him what he calls his shot at becoming TNT champion, despite the fact that he would have had to beat Christian still. Yeah. Uh, he says, it's not always you that pays for your actions. So, hmm. That's very interesting. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, negative one. No, but- <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Oh, man. Uh, from here we get uh, the next up. I don't know if you saw this. Sting addresses the fans. Uh, I saw what the announcement was, but I didn't see, I didn't see the actual footage. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll keep it. You know, I'll keep. I, I'll just tell you what it is. He basically, you know, was uh, addressing the fans, and it was funny because he was talking about how, like, you know, my class of wrestlers, when we were, you know, in the locker room, we were growing up watching the generation before us, wondering why these guys, keep, you know, keep holding on, why they keep coming back. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, guys like. Dusty Rhodes and you know, Big Cheer and Hulk Hogan gets a real loud boo. He's like, I, I, I get it, I get it. But I mean, but hey, I taught he, t- I learned something from Hulk. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna turn that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know then of course he drops uh, 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 Ric Flair as well. But you know, more or less, he's just talking about what what keeps him holding on. He says the smell of the arena, the camaraderie of the boys, getting the travel to Globe and the roar of the crowd. And uh, he said, you know, I know you guys are, are wondering if this is that that word, why I'm addressing you guys, and I'm going to say it. You know, I did retire back in 2015. Everyone's like, no. He's like, but if you remember, at one point in that speech, and he goes like this, in that retirement speech, like he does air quotes, which I'm like, you mean like, I'm like, are you saying like, you know, when they made me retire because they didn't want Basically, me to wrestle? yeah. And he's like, I said, the only thing for sure about Sting is that nothing, nothing is, is for sure, sure about yeah. Sting. So that, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but he does go on to say that his first official match in AEW was Revolution 2021. Yeah. So his last match will be Revolution 2024. So The countdown begins. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I meant when Taz was like, yeah, I got to pull all my Sting <laughs> Sting merch and uh, wait to up, up to <laughs> You're going to have to, you know, do, do, get some stuff. But you know what's crazy? Shout out to Sting because his, uh, his official WWE debut, I believe, was November 1985. Yeah. Crazy, right? We got a timeless Tony Storm uh, down, <laughs> gone with the storm. Um, Is it more of last one? Oh, we get RJ City and Tony Storm in another silent movie. He's with her now. But with RJ just trying to, like, fluff her ego, we get a pearl necklace joke and talk of her having her own butler service next week. 
while it was better than all the whatever the fuck last week was, the pearl necklace thing was just it's just outdated and not necessary. It just didn't even make sense. Like it could it it didn't add to it at all. It just was you know she he said something all these things that like he oh yeah we're gonna get you this and that and the pearl necklace. Then she slaps him and he's like, I was talking about the jewelry. Oh I'm so sorry. I'm like this was that's for dumb. No- yeah exactly. Uh, and then moving on to the next down. Jim Ross, Nick Wayne, and his mama sit down interview. JR asks uh, Nick Wayne's mom, I, th- I believe her name's Shayna, about how she felt seeing Nick turn on Darby. You know, you ask this Christian Cage. He's in the DMs. Well, well, it's, it's, it, it, there's two ups in this whole thing, okay. and it's purely Christian. Mm. Oh, is he and there? he's not he's not there. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It's just JR in the middle, and then it's Shayna to his right. Or to, uh, yeah, it's Shayna on the right, and it's Nick to the left. He's asking her about, you know, how she felt about watching him turn on Darby. We get some subpar, real subpar acting here about, you know, they were like brothers. And, you know, and I'm being generous here because she's obviously not a worker. But you, yeah. can, you can't get away with using these, both of these sentences in the same script. He's acting out of character. And, and I, don't, I don't recognize you. I don't know who you are. I don't know who this is. I'm like, that's way too typecast. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's one or the other, not both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nick, you know, he he interrupts and just tells his mom to shut up and like actually like like went to like like flinch at her and she's like shut up, white like, boy angst. And then you got J, you got Jr. like trying to check him like, hey, that's your mom. Don't be yelling at your mom. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, he's like, and then he's just, he then he's just quiet. <laughs> you don't say nothing. You right, Jim. Nick, Nick says the reason he did what he did is because all the focus was on Darby. Everyone was congratulating him for getting Nick into the company, not the other way around. So he wanted to show everyone that he is an AEW for a reason. He can prove it on his own. Calls Christian Cage a better father figure than his dad ever was. Christian, of course, walks into frame. And this is why it's a down is because Nick Wayne also can't act at all. No, it's, he can't. It's, He's it's, really bad at it's it. It's really bad. His yeah. promo uh, about facing Lucha during the uh, Zero Hour yeah. was lame. It's too no, much so. facial expression to yeah. be, come off as a real reaction. He's, he, yeah, he, you can tell he's more worried about how he looks on camera versus just yeah. trying to deliver the moment. So. He, he keep, like he he has that. He doesn't have like wrestling bitch. But he has wrestling Wayne face where it's the same look he does yeah. in every picture where he's just I was like. I going to say all his. <laughs> it's the Drake face, actually. Uh, oh, the Where he like puckers the lips slightly and all oh, that shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Christian walks in. And he puts his hand on it right when he says, Christian Cage is a better father figure than dad ever was. Christian, of course, walks in the frame with the TNT championship, puts his hand on Nick's shoulder and says, are you ready to come home, son? <laughs> which, oh, my God. Which is, the, which is the, the first stuff in this segment. Christian and Nick go to leave, but his mom isn't having it with more awful acting. Nick turns around and tells her that she, you are a terrible mother, leading to his mom to give him an obvious fake slap across the face. Wow. Christian gets upset and accuses her of abusing his child. <laughs> <laughs> you abused my child. She tries to apologize, you know. What? Because, like, oh, oh her not, emotions not got Christian, the best of her. Yeah, okay, gotcha. But then, but he tell, but then Nick tells her, you're dead to me, as they walk away. And, again, it's just this, oh, God. I'm like, this is just an after-school special. Like, if you watch it, you're like, this isn't they, – they, they need to train this kid. Or they yeah. need to have him work with somebody. You know what I mean? And – they they finally walk uh, they walk away. His mom's upset, and then you just hear Christian laugh in the background. You should have answered the phone, <laughs> which is another. <laughs> and then Christian and Nick walk oh, through a, a door and slam it shut on her, only for her to hear someone getting their ass kicked through the door. And the camera pans to the other side of the door, and Darby's like whooping both their asses. I'm like, how? Because mm. you're you know what I mean. 
But um, yeah, he ends up t- attacking both of them. He drags Nick Wayne through the uh, the entrance ramp and keeps pretty much stealing on him. To be honest, bro, he's like just dropping fucking punches Damn, on him. Okay. And until uh, Christian Luchasaurus come out to jump him, but they didn't know Sting was in the cut. This nigga came through walking so calmly and just sweeped Christian's leg with his. It just he flat backed on the stage. He's like, "The fuck was that?" <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I love about Sting. He's got uh, presence. Man. Oh, dude! And then the, the camera keeps panning to Nick Wayne, who was bleeding pretty bad from his mouth as he clearly chipped his tooth or something. Mm. It was like pretty gnarly. Yeah. Uh, from here, let me give you the the match rundown for the for the rest of the week. Well, I guess well I got one. We'll talk about Rampage tonight or uh, yesterday. That already happened, but tonight uh, we have Collision. Um, it's Ricky Starks and Big Bill defending the tag straps against uh, Claudio and Yuta. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I thought too. We have Miro taking on Action Andretti, which I don't know if you know. Yeah, Andretti. yeah I watched Collision. That shit was funny, bro. Yeah. Because did they show the whole thing where CJ like was I saw she... anyone that wants to blah blah yeah, blah? Yeah, and then he and came he in and he's like introduced himself. Yeah. And then he he's like, I'm gonna step in anytime. No one's gonna get my hot wiper. Said <laughs> some shit like that. I was, I was like, like that was actually pretty fun. Yeah, you know? no, I I, I want to see him just murder him. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with this. Um, Let me ask you this, by the way, was there any Danhausen return stuff? Because yeah, I, I I was gonna bring that up. Um, like an ad. Uh, I this is why I was gonna oh, bring okay. it up. Um, it, it it was gonna. I'll get there. It's with oh, the okay, dynamite stuff. Uh, also, uh, Chris Statlander uh, is gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. There's Battle of the Belts right after. It's Battle of the Belts eight. Yeah. Right after Collision, um, the only two matches so far is Chris Statlander versus Willow Nightingale for the TBS title, and uh, the Acclaimed versus Daddy Magic, Dan, uh, Daniel Garcia and Cool Hand Ange for the trios titles. And I believe, uh, oh, that's what it was. There's also another match. It's so fucking random. For the, is it going to be a one-on-one for the international championship? Orange is going to defend against the winner of this triple threat, which uh, I should have probably read who won. Um, or uh, it's a triple threat between Kip Sabian, John Silver, and Isaiah Cassidy. Just super random. The winner of that triple threat goes on and gets an international title shot. I'm like, check their win-loss record, fam. It's I'm almost like, as awkward, as random as that whole, did you see Angelico have yeah, this weird thing with, yeah. with Kingston on ROH? Hey, like, good, good for him. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm an sure. Angelico fan, but yeah, yeah, you know, I ain't going to hit everybody the same way it hits just me. that dance. Yeah, it is. It really is, though. And then, <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah. You know, uh, and then also we had Tony Khan. Uh, it's for Dynamite now. Tony Khan is supposed to present Sting with a gift. I'm like, all right, it's a hug, I guess. Jeez, yeah. uh, they're gonna be in Philly, so <laughs> oh Hook- my Addy. <laughs> uh, they're gonna be in Philadelphia, so Hook and RVD will be teaming up again in Philly. Uh, MJF will face the Dynamite Diamond Dozen Battle Royal winner, which I think we know who it is. Um, and they didn't announce this, but they've been playing these Danhausen videos, which is leading me to believe that they'll be returning or he'll be returning next week mm-hmm. uh, when they're in Philly. I'm not sure if he's from Philly, but it seems like anyone that's associated with Chuck Taylor is automatically a Philly yeah, native. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like uh, Orange, uh, uh, Utah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, here goes the, the last little bit here. Dynamite Diamond Dozen Battle Royal. This was an up. Here are the 12 guys. Oh, this is the main event? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Trent Beretta, Commander, Dustin Rhodes, Jeff Hardy, Matt yeah, Hardy. Yeah, Dustin had a pretty good, like, because they're in Houston, right? Yeah. He had a good return vignette on Collision. I'll yeah, say. he did. Hmm. Uh, Matt Seidel, Jake Hager, Daddy Magic, Daniel Garcia, Johnny, uh, John Morrison, or Johnny TV, I'm sorry. Max Caster, and, of course, Juice Robinson. So, Max ended up being in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, 
After a few, oh, MJF was on commentary. This is the only thing I'm, I'm bringing up. <laughs> After a few eliminations, MJF leaves commentary momentarily. Says, "I'll be right back." Walks up and gets up on the apron. T- whispers in in uh, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes' ear. Slips him a hundred, and he looks at him. He nods, and he he fucking hits Juice Robinson with the Golden Gloves. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he paid him to get kicked in the dick. <laughs> He's like, you know what? It's your turn to get kicked in the dick. Nah, that's pretty I'm funny. Mad, and the guy who does the kicking is in the match. I'm going to go pay that guy. And mm-hmm. then he came back and Taz is like, man, I would have done it for 50. He's like, well, you should have told me before I walked down there. <laughs> uh, so that that was, that was like one of the, the funny things that, you know. Um, but the final three, Max Caster, Juice Robinson, and Daniel Garcia, who is someone I never even thought about facing them, Jeff, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I think that Seriously. would be fire. Uh, yeah, Robinson, definitely. you know, uh, however, he gets thrown out. Um, and the last two is, of course, Max and Juice. Uh, during a pivotal back and forth, however, between the two, Jay White comes out of nowhere and attacks MJF while he's at the commentary table. Shit. Uh, MJF gets the better of him and gets the belt back momentarily before he goes to hit uh, White with the belt. But uh, White is able to low blow him before he can connect. Ah. And then back in the ring, Juice hits the left hand of God with his TJ Maxx ring. Yeah, yeah. He, Pubic zirconia. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. I didn't know if you watched Collision. I, I, I do. I don't ever, ever report it because we don't cover it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Hit him with the TJ Maxx ring. Knocked him out. Which, I mean, there's no disqualification. Or, so, there's no reason to, you know, whatever. Uh, but he throws him out to face MJF next week for the diamond ring. And that's, uh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, y'all. It was all right. I mean, Edge wasn't there live. Uh, Christian wasn't there live. Everyone, you know, there was a lot of pre-tapes. There's a lot of segments. Um, I haven't given up on Tony Storm yet. I'm trying to. I mean, it's, she is entertaining, but I just maybe I'm getting used to this paint. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. But all in all, I give it a B. I mean, it had more ups than downs. I, you know few pushes but uh it wasn't bad i guess we'll see what happens next week if they're able to take the, the ring from mjf you know what i mean so but uh, yeah that was it man um thank y'all for uh tuning in obviously every week we're gonna be doing this man up until number 300, 300. so follow your boys 300. at uh the quincy jones show on instagram at quincy jones show on twitter and backslash quincy jones show as well on facebook we're also on tiktok and we also are uh anywhere you go to get your podcast man that's uh you know Castbox, that's Pandora, that's Spotify, that's iTunes, and of course the great people at True100Radio.com. But make sure you go ahead and tap in with us, man, and don't forget to follow your boy uh, Quincy Jones. Go as well, man. I got the Quincy Jones Show album out right now, also on Spotify. Uh, Eleven tracks, man. Ten songs, one interlude. Go ahead and check it out, man. And uh, of course, don't forget to check out Doc Lesnar's music as well, man. Please Anywhere do. you go to get that fire, Please that do. piff. Yeah, I don't, is that piff even? That, that'd be dope. <laughs> I don't know if that but yeah, piff, man. but that piff. That yeah. piff, yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, like you said, man, go ahead and check out any of your favorite, uh, you know, platforms, musical platforms you like to stream your favorite artists on, a.k.a. me and uh, my boy over here, Quincy Jones Go, a.k.a. The Mega Towers. Go ahead and check that out uh, as well. We got definitely a lot of, uh, you know, records. You guys. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys have no idea. We're going to show you guys exactly why we're the tag team champions of this uh, business. But uh, other than that, you guys know where to find me, at Doc Lesnar, for all things having to do with my music career. 
We have at Doc underscore KJS pod for all things having to do with this podcast. Hashtag Wrestle Wednesdays. Let me know who you're wearing this Wednesday, next Wednesday, any day of the week if you want to. But just join in and be part of this community, man. Uh, yeah, other man. than that, we got uh, at Lesnar's underscore lots for all things having to do with my Mercari story. You guys have heard me talk about it before. You can find me uh, on Mercari as Doc Lesnar. But if you want to check out my catalog without doing all that, without downloading an app, go to at Lesnar's underscore lots of everything from autograph 8x10s, uh, merchandise, figures, unopened, open, still box, exclusives, a lot of exclusives, I should say. But go ahead and check it out. It's from the wrestling sphere of things as well as like TV, you know, movies, depending what you're looking for, but mostly wrestling stuff and a little bit of Mighty Duck stuff too as well. And finally, as we always like to tell them, follow us, yeah. Winter Circle Pro Wrestling at Winter Circle Absolutely. Pro. Uh, at Winter Circle PW on Twitter, and I believe it's at Winter Circle Pro on YouTube as well. Yeah, and, and go uh, ahead and uh, check us out, man. We got a little little show coming up, man. Victory Lab, baby, Friday, November third. Yes, sir. Chino, California, Tell live him. from the American Legion Post, number two nine nine off of Central Avenue. We've already announced the card, man. What y'all waiting for? Yeah, I'm last saying, show of the year. Last show of the year. Looking to be the biggest show of the year, but the only way to yeah. find out is grabbing your ticket, sir. That's at Victory Lap that is yeah. victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Go ahead and check us out, man. Yeah, got, got first-time debuts. We got first-time first time matches. matches yeah. And we got a tag team. I mean, just check it out, man. Follow us on, on Instagram right now if you already didn't tune in to the, to the lovely ad we already dropped. But I'm telling y'all, man, victory-lap.eventbrite.com. Check us out. November 3rd is going down, man. We're real excited. Again, last show of the year. Yes, sir. And on that note, man, I only got three words for them, partner. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Top guys out. out.